In today's episode, we're speaking to the wonderful Sammy Wonder. Sammy specializes in working with ambitious, high-achieving women, helping them attract lasting romantic love. She runs a highly successful multiple seven-figure business and has clients in 50 countries across the globe, including some celebrities and influencers. Today, we'll be speaking to Sammy to find out how she went from being an economist to becoming a love coach and how she worked on her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Sammy Wanda. Welcome, Sammy. Yay, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. You've heard the intro, you know how amazing Sammy is. But Sammy, in your own words, can you please tell everybody what it is that you do? So what I do is I help smart, strong, successful women find and keep amazing romantic love in their lives. Fabulous, fabulous. And that's absolutely what we all need. Now, Sammy, talk us through this. I know you're based in Germany. But obviously, you didn't wake up one day and decided to become a love coach. What was your journey? Talk us through your journey. Okay, so I think for me, there were two pivotal moments in my journey that brought me to where I am today Mm -hmm. as a love expert for high-achieving women. The first one was my own experiences with men. Mm -hmm. I thought I was a reasonably good-looking intelligent smart You're very good looking by the way for those of you listening on the podcast you don't you can't you don't get to see her but obviously the youtube would be different she's very good looking but carry on sammy that's very kind of you thank you um a smart hard-working woman and i just couldn't understand why things wouldn't work out for me with men mm-hmm. and so man after man where i felt like there was a connection you know we had so many things in common and they would fizzle out on me. They would tell me, you're a wonderful woman, but I don't feel it for you. They would tell me, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, whatever that means. And uh, I had all these painful experiences, but I kept going on. I didn't stop to reflect what was going on. I didn't stop to prioritize my love life. I just thought it's going to work out. You know, it, mm. sometimes things don't work out for you. You just carry on. But there came a man in my life that broke my heart who I thought was the one for me Mm. dated two months and um, it was electric it was the most amazing connection I had ever ever experienced up to that point and then he too um, ghosted and when I didn't hear from him for 10 days I decided to listen to my girlfriend's I was dating in Germany at that time and they said to me, oh, we live in an equal modern world and German men expect women to reach out. You should just reach out and ask him what's wrong and fix it. And even though my intuition said no, like if he really wanted to be with me, he would reach out to me. Of course. I I heard that advice and I reached out to him and he said similar words. He said, you're a great person, Sammy. You're such a great girl, but I don't think I'm feeling it. Okay. 
And um, I remember just, uh, you know, sitting in my apartment in Berlin that night and asking myself, what is wrong with me? Like, is there something wrong with me? And there was so much anger and resentment starting to build against men inside of me. Like, I felt like, oh, my God, like these men, they're all the same and nobody wants to commit and they're all douchebags. And I might as well just throw it all off. Like, let me focus on my career. Let me focus on my work because that's where I'm good and I'm smart and I know I can achieve and be in control. And maybe love is not meant for me. Maybe mm. I am not supposed to be wasting my time here. Mm. Well, I'm so grateful to God because the next morning I woke up and there was this voice inside me that said, don't give up now, not now. Okay. You want to find out where you're going wrong and you want to use your smartness to find solutions to your challenge. Okay. And so I dove inside understanding romantic relationships. What I found was at the surface, there's so much advice on the internet, like how to text a man, how to call a man. Yeah, very superficial stuff though. And it can be so superficial when you look at dating advice yeah. uh, that is in that tone. Mm. And at the same time, I think our romantic relationships are a very deep mirror mm. to our deepest fears, our deepest limiting beliefs, our deepest sense of worth or the lack of it. Yeah, Our understanding of how connected we are with our masculine and how sometimes disconnected we are with our feminine. Mm. So what I learned was life-changing for me. And I implemented it in my life. I met, attracted, got engaged to my husband um, within nine months of doing the work on myself. Mm -hmm. And for me, I knew I had hit upon something that was life changing because mm. I had all my girlfriends who were also smart PhDs, entrepreneurs, mm. really smart women um, who were all having the same struggles. And suddenly they were like, what did Sammy do? Like, what happened there? Because mm. we used to all collect and complain about men and share, <laughs> share our woes, you know? Yeah. And suddenly I was the woman who had left the single circle and yeah. things didn't only move for me, they moved for me at a very rapid speed. Mm. And so I knew that there was something here I had hit upon that wasn't only going to be helpful and transformational for me, but helpful and transformational for all women who yeah. had an open mind and wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think the second pivotal moment was after we were married, we moved to Paris because Chris got a great job. And mm -hmm. I found myself sitting at home, couldn't speak French, had a master's degree, trained economist brain. Um, I was doing some consultancy jobs for international development sector, but I wasn't feeling turned on. And mm -hmm. I just had this really deep feeling in my belly there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more excitement. There's got to be more impact. There's You've got to be able to feel and see the impact you're making yeah. in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's where this idea of what if I started to not help my girlfriends for free, but actually charge mm -hmm. for all the advice I've been giving them because I can see it's helping them. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I decided to train as a coach because I do believe it's important to have the skills of a coach just because mm -hmm. I've done something doesn't mean I want to just go out there and tell everyone how to do it I think it takes a lot of skill and education to become a good coach and so I remember investing almost 8,000 euros out mm -hmm. of my 10,000 euro bank account savings mm -hmm. to become a professional coach and then of course once I had learned the skills of being a good coach 
I took my experience of what had helped me, converted it into a process that I now help strong, successful women from 55 countries of the world learn today. I'm running a multi seven figure company. I have helped over 300 women walk down the aisle, get engaged. Wow, now that's a number. Yeah. And we've helped over 300 other uh, women come together in partnered relationships. So my clients are getting results. I am living my life's purpose. I totally believe I was born to do this and I'm here doing exactly what God or the universe wanted me to do. Mm. And um, I think there's just been no looking back ever since. Wow. All right. So there are a few things here that I want to pick your brains at, and it takes a lot of courage to do. First of all, what what, what was your, you said you're an economist, right? Yes, you're, you're a trained economist. Yes. So when you met your partner and he had a job in Paris, you I presume that you gave up your job then, that you left your job? So the reason why I was willing to move was because I didn't have didn't want to have a distant marriage. So the choices mm. were, you know, I stay in Berlin and continue working. He goes to Paris and continues uh, working. Um, and that's when I chose love. And I chose, mm. I knew that I had the brains, no matter which, which part of the world I went to, I knew I had the brains. And he was really well paid at that time. He mm. had a really good job and so that was that was the decision I made and okay. I chose I chose love yeah I, chose I, love. I love what you said I chose love because that's important to remember but that still takes a lot of courage because coming now coming back to this idea strong independent financially independent woman and if you become if you're going to go and become dependent on your partner that's a big decision to make and how did you you know how do you adjust to that yeah okay so that's a really great question because I can tell you back then, for me, this wasn't about not being a financially independent woman. For Mm -hmm. me, I think I was operating in my feminine energy. And I knew that if I got the better job offer, Chris would do the same for me. So this Mm -hmm. wasn't a man choosing a man over my career decision for me. This was choosing love decision for me because I knew that he would do the same for me. And that's what he does today. Like today I'm running a multi-seven figure company out earning him by factors. Mm. And um, he supports me. He's proud of my success. He helps me in the kitchen, helps me with the kids. Like this is teamwork. This is not man versus woman or who is sacrificing for whom i think when you know how a good team plays together you always see will this will this person do this for me as well and then mm. we are living in a really modern marriage we yeah. have a really modern marriage i agree i agree i think that this the element of equality in a relationship and partnership and true partnership has come of age of late and when it doesn't those when those dynamics don't work that's when people's part ways and i think this is important to recognize the female role both as an earner and as a homemaker because you are both you can't dissociate from one or the other and I don't think I, I could have my old traditional way of thinking but I think it doesn't matter if you are an earner or not you should be a homemaker but that also means that if you if you are in, in a in a as you put a modern marriage then your partner your husband uh, your or your life partner should also be contributing and making a home with you so you should both be homemakers and you should both be earners that's my take on it. Um, that's actually wonderful. And I'm, I love the idea that, you know, you've done that. But now going from an employee mindset to running a successful seven multi-seven figure, as you put it, um, company, 
how did you you know encompass that that could not have been an easy ride how did you deal with the ups and downs and the self-doubts and the you know you know can I should I will I sort of you know scenarios that we all go through how did you overcome those and how did you build your mindset to have that strength to get through those uh, difficult situations I think um that's a broad question. So I'm going to answer it broadly. Mm. I think at every stage of business, um, you come across and hit the same kind of limiting beliefs again and again. It's like the, a new devil, a new level, a new devil. But mm-hmm. it's like often the the same stuff comes up again and again. Like, can I do this? Am I meant for this? Will uh, the imposter syndrome? And I think for me, it's just... Um, it's just been firstly believing that I have a gift that I want to share in the world and waking up every morning and being present for that one person who I can help today. So it's not about impacting millions because that's a big goal to have, which I definitely will get there. But it's about waking up each morning and saying, okay, today I'm having a hard day. Today I'm not feeling like I have a like I can share anything with the world, but maybe I can just stand up for that one person today. Who I, who I can help. And that kept me going in my harder moments. So you were saying that the thing that kept you going was not about building this multi uh, seven-figure business. It was, okay, who am I going to help? And that one person that you can help every single day and change their life. So you were impacting and changing lives one life at a time. And that's all you focused on. And everything else was just something that you had to deal with. Is that right? Absolutely. So I think uh, we all have our moments as entrepreneurs and I'm talking about my darkest days. Hmm. So when I woke up in the morning and I felt like nothing was working, hmm. that's where I put my attention to. I was like, okay, who can I help today? One woman who is struggling that I can share my gift with and bring her confidence back, bring her marriage back, make her date with more confidence in herself. Like, what can I do today to help one person? And then that became my motivation. And ever since I started my business, I always like to share it, share it this way that, you know, in the first year we hit six figures. In the second year, we hit multi-six figures. In the third year, we hit uh, seven figures and we continue to grow year after year. For me, it was always about client results. Mm-hmm. Like I, an online business like mine cannot survive if it's not delivering the results. It Absolutely. You, you have the results have speak for themselves. Deliver. If you don't have the results, you can't continue. Yeah. So I think that was always where my focus was. Of course, I wanted to be, build a successful business, but I didn't start out saying that I want to build a multi seven figure company. Like that's not how I started. I started in a small apartment in Paris with the desire to help people. I think that was always the leading factor in the process. And then of course, once you once I had helped a few people, I took feedback. I said, did the process work for you? What could we do better? Where do you see a scope for improvement? So we took all of that feedback and we still today do that because I think it's just so important to stay connected with mm-hmm. the people that you're helping and you're serving. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. And I think the only way to grow is to um to learn from in your clients. How can we serve you better? If you come from the angle, let me serve you. And, and how can I best serve you? And you know, what's the best way for me to serve you? You're never coming from the approach of what can I get from you? It's all about how can I help and how can I serve you? And the idea, the focus isn't on building and growing the company. That becomes a side effect. Um, it, the most important thing is how many people you can serve and how, how well you can serve them. 
I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Again, this is that's great to start with. But even now, when you are running um, a multi um, seven figure company, how does you, you know how do you adjust to taking on the role? And this is a question about your feminine energy now, because you know running a successful company and doing part is a very masculine energy. And then you are, but you're extremely feminine, as I can see as well. So how do you balance the two? The two, you know, how do you balance the two energies? And the bigger you grow, the more masculine energy you need to hold. It's simple as that. When you are running a company or when you're running a business, it is a very masculine energy that you need to be able to hold, which in our mind, you know, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, from the 80s, you know, the, the iron fist of the of the the Thatcher type of woman that, you know, she's very stiff and, you know, very masculine looking, which you don't have to be, you know, but that's the image that pops into mind because that's what we've been fed. But you're extremely feminine, as am I. And so... You know, I, this is my question to you. How do you balance the idea of being running a successful company, holding that masculine energy, yet retaining your femininity? That's a great question. And I think it's a day-to-day balance. And it starts with our belief system. So I think I personally believe you need to cultivate more feminine energy in order mm-hmm. to hold higher levels of abundance and wealth in your mm-hmm. life, not more masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Because masculine energy, you can hire a team to do things for you. Like um, if you have a queen's mentality, you can hire a bigger team and you can get other people to work for you and do mm-hmm. the execution for you. But to be a true leader um, and to be a to be a leader who is aligned with their with the way that they are leading with their values with their feelings with their who are showing up in aligned energy on social media and in all of their content i think what you need is a bigger connection with feminine energy so i think that's that's where my belief system is very feminine oriented because i believe that women when we are in touch with our feminine energy which means i mean what does that mean it's a big concept but It means, number one, you are able to be and rest. You're not always on the hustle and the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Number two, you are able to receive. You're Mm -hmm. not always giving and doing and giving and doing. You see value in receiving from others. You're able to ask for help. You're able to ask for support. You're able to say, I'm struggling here. Can someone help me? Is anybody else an expert here on this topic? Uh, So that you're not left doing everything by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's able to make intuitive decisions where energy stuck or tight or not feeling good, being able to respect that this may not be the right direction for me to go in. And instead of just pushing your way through um, everything, even if it feels so hard and uphill and Mm -hmm. horrible when you do it, um, feminine energy is about being in touch with your emotions and understanding that your emotional and mental well-being is everything when it comes to leading a company. You are the biggest resource your company has. And if you're not feeling good and you're not happy and turned on and not making love to your man and neglecting your marriage and not spending sweet moments with your kids or forgetting to date because you're so busy building your career and like, who are you working for at the end of your life when you are on your deathbed? You're not going to think about, oh, I wish I had, you know, written another newsletter or made another evergreen funnel. You're going to think about the moments that 
that truly counted. And that means, you know, having somebody to share your life with, being seen, being understood. So for me, true leadership, abundance and wealth and holding big levels of money and wealth and abundance and health and family, it all comes through a deepened connection with your feminine energy. So for me, it's not hyper-masculine leadership where a woman is totally exhausted burnt out crying every day about her business and still working hard for the for the money but it's about elevated leadership it's about of course we need masculine it's not about beating the masculine but understanding that the cultivation of the feminine is equally important for the next level leadership in terms of how i balance it i think i always make sure i have strong boundaries with how I work with my clients. So even though I work with really strong, you know, successful women, executives all over the world, I make sure that I'm not available in my family time for my client sessions. So like they have to wake up five in the morning, six in the morning, seven in the morning to adjust to my schedule. And this is not me being a celebrity. This is just me being a mother and a person who only has 24 hours in a day. And I cannot be present 24 seven um, to everybody else. I also want to be present to my family. I want to be able to have time with my husband. And so I have set a schedule where these are the number of hours available. This is when you can have my energy. I hope it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, too bad, right? So that's at least the level at which I work privately. Um, what I also do is like have some kind of self-care ritual every day. Uh, for me, journaling is really important. For me, it's so important that subconsciously, if I'm worried about something or something's bothering me, that I'm able to write it out, that I'm able to self-soothe. I teach this technique in my programs. I say women should be able to self-soothe. So our little girl inside, she gets scared, she gets worried, she gets tensed. Maybe it's about money. Maybe it's about business. Maybe somebody said something that hurt you. And you don't want to go to bed like that, carrying that energy. And so just releasing it on a piece of paper and forgiving whoever you need to forgive, feeling better, self-soothing. Um, it's also another technique that I follow for myself every single day. I also like to, I don't think feminine energy is just about your looks and your appearance. I think it's so much bigger than that. But I think... Uh, putting on good clothes, taking care of yourself, stopping to, you know, whichever form of self-care feels good to you, but like tending to yourself, like giving to yourself and nurturing yourself is such an important part of uh, being in feminine. And when it comes to your love life, I actually have a YouTube video on this, by the way, how to switch from masculine to feminine, because my clients ask this question all the time. But what I have found um, works beautifully for me is that my relationship, or even if I'm a single woman and I'm dating men, romance is a field where I switch off my masculine brain, which means I slow down. I do nothing, literally nothing when I'm in front of a man. So I don't get all into performance and like, how do I impress this person? I just go there and I be. So like I be with my husband and I be on a date because feminine energy is just being energy. And if we're on the go, 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 go all day, we can just look at dating and the time we spend with our men and our husbands as a time to switch off being on the go, 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 and just slow down, be, receive, let him give you a foot massage, let him bring you tea on a date, let him put, pick up the bill, let him drive you. Just being and receiving is feminine. 
I love that. I, I love that whole idea. And I really do agree. Feminine energy is all about being rather than doing. And I, I love that you brought that. I'm going to just ask you a quick question about, you said, you know, let him pay, pick up the bill. Well, here's a question, isn't it? You know, we all are one equality. And instead, this in this day and age, shouldn't we pay equally in half, half for, for the bill? So if when you when you go on a date, wouldn't you want to, you know, would you want to say, well, let me pay half? Or what about the, those scenarios where the man expects the woman to pay? It depends on what kind of relationship you're looking for. So I ask myself as a woman, do I feel good when I pay for a man? I don't. I just, I'm not being rational here. I'm not using my brain. I'm using my heart. Mm. And I'm just asking myself, does it feel good? As a woman in this body, do I feel turned on when I pay for men? And, yeah. and the answer is no, categorically, when you ask me that question, um, I'm very much <laughs> a, a you know, high, high earner, but yeah, the answer would be categorically no. I, I do not feel good about paying for, um, I don't feel like, I don't feel good even, even 50-50. I'm not keen on that 50-50 idea. I, I would want, and I expect, I would want the man to pay. I agree. I would want the man to pay. Uh, so even if I'm earning more than, sorry? There you go. If you, you can get very cerebral about this, you can have a whole debate on equality and you can tell, you can say that Sammy Wonder is taking all her strong, successful women back to the fifties, but I don't think so because my clients um, don't have uh, marriages like women in the fifties. My clients have marriages which are far superior than the women of the fifties. Mm-hmm. My clients uh, have husbands who dote on them, bring them presents, spoil them, cherish them, adore them. And my clients get to have amazing careers as well. So they're very strong women. They mm-hmm. just get to have the best of both worlds, which means they are masculine in their career pursuits for the most part. Mm-hmm. And in their romantic pursuits, they are more relaxed and on the feminine side. So I you can that. get very cerebral around equality. Mm-hmm. But I think romance needs polarity. Romance is about letting a man feel like a man around you. And this is not sexist. This is biological and biological instincts we're talking about. Mm. There's so many high achieving women. They come to me and they say, I just attract broke men. I'm so successful. I make so much money. I'm so good at what I do. And I keep attracting these broke men, lazy men, passive men. How do I break the cycle? And what is important to understand is that this cycle exists for a reason. And the reason is that you're showing up in your masculine, in mm. your love life. By the law of polarity, which is how sexual attraction is existing between a man and a woman, which is the presence of polar opposite energies have to be there for sexual attraction to be present. Just like you're not attracted to men who are very feminine, Mm. uh, very masculine men who who want to do and give are not attracted to women who are a lot in their masculine. Mm. And so when women go out and they're masculine, they are going to attract the polar opposite energy, which is more laid back men, men who don't really do much to please you, don't send you flowers, don't plan dates, are too lazy to even call and set up a date so that you have to go chasing them and like to even set up a date. And the way to turn this around is to start showing up in your feminine, because when you start showing up in your feminine, you're going to start attracting men who want to do and give to you. And so Mm. all this idea of who's paying I think it's um, it it depends on how you want what kind of a relationship agreement do you want to have in your marriage or your relationship? Mm. Do you want to be the 
kind of woman who is paying for a man. If you do, there is just no There's nothing judgment. wrong with that. Yeah. There's, There's nothing, nothing wrong, with, wrong that. with it. But like you can't go about being in your masculine, attracting lazy men, then getting angry with the lazy men. I mean, they liked you because you were in your masculine energy and they're more mm. the laid back kind of guys. Now, if you want the more successful, ambitious, masculine men who have their life in control, you need to be switching in your feminine. I agree. And it's not, that's quite an awareness to have because I think this is the issue that, because I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and very successful women. And it's very common uh, when we have this discussion of certain things, because I'm currently doing, I focus on money, but on one of the programs we, which was asked for was toxic love. And we're going through it at the moment and attracting, you know, men who are, if you're very financially stable, then you attract men who are financially okay or not, you know, they're not too bad, but you know, going through the experience where they expect you to, I remember this one person telling us how, you know, this man expected them, her to, he expected her to pay for for the meal, not even contributing because he had come from a, a different town to meet her. Um, and this is obviously online dating, something rubbish, but because he drove all the way down from another town to meet her, and he booked a hotel and stuff. So he expected while he was there to, for her to pay for the meal and in for the movie or whatever they went for. I can't remember what they went for. And it, I, I found that a bit astonishing, but she was okay with it because, you know, it's okay because he's paid for the hotel to come and stay here and he's come from afar. What would you, what advice would you be, would you give to that, that lady who I would think is bonkers? I think, you know, if he can't pay for a meal and he, it wasn't even, he asked, he just, he just, thanked her for, for the meal and got her to pay and she just assumed that she would pay and she did i think uh, this uh, woman seems to have a very kind heart mm. and seems to have this um, energy of you know fairness which mm. i can really respect at the same time just imagine building your life with such an entitled partner yeah agreed Agreed. <laughs> imagine building a life. Imagine having children. Imagine lying on the labor bed and giving birth to this uh, man's children. And then him saying that because I was here the whole night, you have to pay the bills for um, the hospital. Yeah. So I think mm. I think what we're looking for is not just to marry men who are millionaires and multimillionaires. Mm. What we're looking for and what I teach my clients is to look for a spirit of generosity in men. Yeah. I mean, you teach money mindset. And I think it's not about what we have. It's about how we feel about what we have. And sometimes men who are millionaires can be so scarcity ridden about money and they will count every penny they spend on you and they will try to get it back from you. And then there are men who may not have much but they're very generous about it. They like to make a woman happy. They like to say, I want to invite you. Like I remember when my husband invited me for a date, he said, is it okay if I invite you? And I said, sure, that would feel great. Until today, he tells me that so many of the women he was dating just said, no, I can pay for myself. And that it was so unattractive because of course you can pay for yourself. Like, of course, we're not living... In the 30s, you are all employed and you all have money, but it's not about that. It's about it's about allowing, it's about letting someone do something for you. Not because you're helpless and weak, but because you give them the absolute privilege to be there for you. Okay, I love that. I love that, Sunny. I love the way you approach your life and your mindset and how you bring that to awareness to, to ourselves. As, as entrepreneurial women, 
I think we need to accept the idea that we have a certain amount of masculine energy. And especially if you're an alpha female, if you're a go, go, go getter like like myself, you're going to hold that certain amount of masculine energy, which is absolutely fine. But if you are then looking for a romantic relationship and you want to be with someone, you know, an alpha male who's going to be attracted to you, then you have to sink into your feminine energy and and explore that part of you which you need to allow so we'll actually talk about this actually on uh, on a money talky segment but for now i think we're going to do a wrap so sammy tell us okay where can we connect with you how can you find out more about you my dear yes so you can definitely find me on my website you have to spell the name right s-a-m-i W-U-N-D-E-R, sammywunder.com. You can also follow me on my Instagram handle at sammywundercoach. But what I have for Gold's audience is a very special gift that we have prepared just for your community goal. And it is a training on leaning back in love and leaning in at work. And basically the training is going to help your audience learn how to embody powerful feminine energy shifts, because I'm sure all these amazing women listening to us and watching us today already have the masculine energy part nailed down, but feminine energy is always the more elusive, vague concept. Mm. And so I prepared this training just for your peeps. And it also comes with a PDF on feminine energy scripts to get men to cater to our needs without us being controlling, nagging, complaining. And I've put in my top 10 scripts, uh, words, exact words to use for conversations around money, conversations around sex, conversations around getting him to take charge and stepping up and all of this in the PDF along with the training so they just have to click on the link in your show notes and they're going to get all these goodies fantastic thank you so much Sammy. we really appreciate you so as you as Sammy just mentioned all her links will be on the show notes if you watch it if you're listening to this on the podcast and if you're watching this on youtube then down below in the description section again we will have all her links i do recommend you go check her out and um, i think i think you only work with women you don't work with men do you so it's just for women only so if you're an entrepreneurial woman and i know that a lot of our audience is i think we've got 50 50 half female half men sorry gentlemen this is not for you but the ladies out there this is definitely someone that you want to be checking out if you are single. And I know if you are an entrepreneurial female, it's highly likely that you probably will be because you tend to, you know, go more in your, in your masculine side. Then I think this is someone, um, something, someone you can definitely get help them to fall back into your feminine energy. Because if you are very, very masculine, you can be very, very feminine also. It's, it's two sides of the same coin. You just haven't had access to that. So I definitely recommend go checking her out and speaking to her and see how she can help you. Thank you so much, Sammy. We have to have you back. I need, I need to continue this conversation further on our money talkies, even though it's not particularly about money, but I think sometimes money is important. I mean, talking about love is important because money and love are two sides of the same coin. And if you have issues with one, you're going, it's going to have impact on the other other life as well. So therefore, we need to have a conversation about it. So thank you so much for today, Sami. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me and Sami today on Friday Future. I will be back on another Friday feature, another amazing guest sharing their experiences and telling us how they change their life by working on their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Calm signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.